have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Sick Talk Show! Your contacts require immediate communication. Your first contact, codename, Greek Dog. Facts don't change people's minds, but I've been thinking about this a lot with uh, like Cornel West, because Cornel West is, is somebody that... If we're going to have hope, we do have to believe that someone like him can go out there and like change some minds. Brandon had just turned 21 five days before he died. We're at Skeeps, school keepers. I can't believe we went to Skeeps for his 21st birthday, but... You don't give... When you're 20... When you just turned 21, you don't give a fuck what bar it is. That's something you build later, like you become a bar snob the older you get. And the Hungarian Iron God. And in South Carolina, there's paper mills and pluff mud on, uh, in, in Charleston, and they, they stink like fucking skunky cabbage. So uh, Cali Bass became cabbage ass, and then anytime we smelled it when we were driving over a bridge in Charleston, we just started yelling cabbage ass at each other. Cabbage ass! It is the Is It Safe Talk Show. Welcome in. It's episode 118. Steven, Michael, and Luke, we're here for you on a Monday night. Used to be known as Devil's Night in Detroit, but that is now outlawed. That is no longer allowed. It's been banned. I even brought it up to a client a couple weeks ago. And I said, oh, yeah, we'll schedule you for the 30th. It used to be known as Devil's Night. She got very offended. She's like, well, they don't call that that anymore. Oh, yeah, I, I remember when it was legal and you could just go out and burn down a bunch of houses. Yeah, that was always legal. <laughs> That's putting it mildly. Why would it stop? It doesn't make any sense. I get that, like, they would maybe crack down or something, but... Because there's like, law and order in Detroit now. That's why. It's not like Mayor Mike Duggan has seen great change during his wonderful administration. Thank you, Mayor Mike Duggan, for ending crime in Detroit. Or is it just a terminology thing? Like, people just don't say it anymore, but, like, it's casually you can refer to it? it? But it's like not, it's not, it's weird. It's weird. It is a kind of out of the zeitgeist in a strange way. Like they're, it, you know, obviously house fires in Detroit are still a pretty big problem, but it's nowhere near the way it used to be. And on the, the 30th, I mean, houses would be fucking going up in flames, like one after the other. It's, it's strange, though, how that worked. I mean, it basically is just a PR campaign or something. You know, it just literally is a PSA that worked. Now people don't do it. <laughs> hey, it worked. Lucky devil. So, so now Dan's like, against you know to have I'm a song where he, where he says he rem- remembers Devil's Night instead of Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well. Makes you wonder if somebody is like, uh, you know, someone's about to go up and set some house on fire. And then his buddy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Tomorrow. We don't do that anymore. Do yeah, do it tomorrow. Not cool, right? It's time for a change. Delta City is the future. Anyways, Detroit still uh, has some issues for those that listen to this nationwide and worldwide. <laughs> but uh, Devil's Night is over. It's Angel's Night now, and it's a peaceful time in the city. I'll be going to a uh, picnic tomorrow night at 10.30 p.m. on 7 Mile and Warren. It's going to be wonderful, and we're going to have a great time. So nice. <laughs> Sounds lovely. 10.30 p.m. picnic? <laughs> Day! Yeah, it's Seven Mile and Warren, uh, for those that don't know. Wow, dude! It's not considered a nice area. It's considered an area that is highly trafficked in drugs and violence. It might be argued that the east side is more violent than the west side, Luke. Would you agree or disagree? I would uh, definitely agree with that. Oh, okay. Great. You see, well, east side, you gotta, yeah, east you side. Just, you just got to push the needles out of the way before you lay down your picnic blanket. <laughs> needle dick, needle yes. dick. Oh, I got to clear a little space out here. Shit, you still well, need to do that on Bell Isle sometimes. Belial? Matt Belial? Belial? Yeah. Bell Tire. Bell Tire, yeah. Belial, Bell Tire. Butt darts, butt darts. Uh, little trouble there. Trouble there. So, last time we did the show, uh was talking about, you know, the skirmish or the... There's a lot of terms that go into what's going on with Israel yeah, in the Middle East. Uh, there, I guess we got... We've got a genocide. A um, the, yeah, the kerfuffle. kerfuffle. Yeah. Uh-huh. We've got uh, some people are terrorists. Apparently, Melee. other people are. Uh, uh, what are they doing? They are applying their God-given rights. It was their land, always was. So a lot of bullshit. Yeah, defend, but the, defending themselves. Yeah. You know, I, it made me think uh, we sh- we should just rename our army the American Defense Fund. Or wow, dude! <laughs> the force the American Defense Force. 
Why not? Uh, why not? I mean, that's you know? yeah. We're You're defenders of freedom. IDF. Let's, yeah, defenders GDF. of freedom. GI Joe. GI weed. Pork chop sandwiches. But uh, I wanted to mention a story I forgot to tell last time we were on the air. Though we're not really on the air. We're recording. We're not broadcasting over the airwaves though. But oh, yeah. oh well, that's true. You are. But we're not live. Ham radio. You got a ham radio? My no. dad loved ham radio. Tim Govier loved oh, ham radio. Oh, yeah, he was so into it. He actually had. I played with it when I was a kid. He had a Morse code clicker thing. Truly, it was just two oh, red rubber tips on the edges, and you would do Morse code. He would do it on the uh, ham radio. Was, was he knew Morse back. code. He did. Yeah. Yeah. He also taught Are me you? the uh, the radio alphabet or what? I don't know what they call it. You know, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, the NATO Echo. alphabet, the NATO. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know it was called NATO. Uh, but Ralph NATO. Ralph. <laughs> Yeah, Ralph North NATO. Atlantic Treaty Organization. Ralph Nato is running for president again. It's unbelievable. But I wanted to bring up a story that I forgot to mention when we were talking about Israel and all that shit that goes on over there. When I was in Israel in 2014, I mentioned I went there, but I forgot to mention this story about how these three yeshiva boys, Michael, when I was at the yeshiva, Michael, <laughs> um, radio for one, but um, $20, the big bets, $20. <laughs> Well, kiss my ass. <laughs> but um, kiss my ass too. <laughs> so these three yeshiva boys were taken from the yeshiva. Uh, they might have been uh, off the yeshiva at that point of the day. I don't know. But they were young Jewish students living in the West Bank, I believe. I could double check this story, but it happened in 2014. And they were murdered by somebody who was non Jewish. So it created this massive incredibly intense feelings of oh you fuckers you know and it did end up starting or leading to another kerfuffle that they have over there every few years but really it's always ongoing people are getting murdered every day but i was offered the choice because there was this huge memorial fundraiser thing or funeral not fundraiser a funeral tribute that was going to happen for these three boys and like it was going to happen and I don't remember what city it was, but I was a part of this group, and we were given the option. You can either stay here in Tel Aviv for the rest of the evening, which is the only day we got on this two-week trip to Israel to Tel Aviv. This is the only night we had. Or go to this you know, tribute for the three boys that were murdered with hundreds of thousands of other people. And I said, I'm not going. I said, I'm not, this is my only chance at Tel Aviv. I'm staying here. And I don't regret that decision at all. And actually, I feel better about it now because when I came, when I came to the country at that time in 2014, I, I admit I was a little like, I was probably a little bit more Jewy, a little, little pro pro Jew in the moment. Not like totally like kill people, but like thinking, you know, the Israel's had a it's a long time coming. The Jews had a lot of things go against them over thousands of years. So I understood why they wanted Israel and I was drinking some of the Kool-Aid at the time. I'm not proud of that, but I'm gonna be honest about it. I am That's putting and it mildly. I still said no to that memorial though. And I'm proud of that. And there was all of these conversations that were kind of split off from that night in the group and with all these people that were taking care of us because we had like extreme hardcore right wing uh you know wear a wig you're my wife let's have sex with sheets on type stuff those people were there and then there was liberal regular kind of middle of the road jews who were like well you know maybe we could have a two-state solution so it was a weird time and uh, <laughs> that, that was that was intense and i'm glad i made the right choice there if it's good when you're on the right side of things like 10 years later, you'd be like, yes, I got it right. I got it right. Well, I don't, to be complete, just totally frank, I'm not sure you were on the right side on that one. Why but not? it just depends on what that gathering was all about. It was about I mean, paying was tribute to a, the boys. It was about the boys, but really, it was yeah, more than the boys. Like, it was about, fuck, fuck these people who did this. <laughs> yeah, because they were like saying all kinds of shit about this guy who supposedly killed him. So, ah, did, I'm sure it got pretty, um, pretty fanged and racist. Yeah, well, here we are nine years later, and it's the same old story. So I guess that just kind of reminded me of that. Kerfuffles, man, that's the thing about kerfuffles. They just don't go away. There's always that's something kerfuffles in, in the air. Yeah. Because you are absolutely 100% right in everything that you're saying. Hard to argue with that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just want to mention that. Yeah, of course, I remember. Yeah, no, I remember that. And Yeah, we lived together when I, I went on the trip, remember? That's right, yeah. I think uh, Kristen had just moved in a little bit prior to that. 
because I went in June, uh-huh. end of June 2014. Went see Hum. Remember, we saw Hum in Chicago right before. That was awesome. Fuck yeah! We got that Double great picture. <laughs> of the, yeah. That was amazing. By the way, the so the feast is a annual thing that we do every year, us and all our friends. And we, there was a lot of talk at the feast about top three concerts and. I had to say, the Double Door Show was absolutely in my top three all time. 2008, New Year's Eve, ball dropping, hum starts to play at the Double Door Chicago, 65 bucks, all you could drink. It's, it's one of the greatest shows I've ever been to. Hey, was, I at, was I at the Double Door one? I was at like the pizza parlor one. Yeah. Well, no, okay. he said, uh, Steve said New Double Year's Door, June. and yeah, yeah, Steve yeah. was at the Double Door. It was me and Steve right. and a great crew of people, so I that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I love the one where we saw them at like the the pizza shop or whatever. Oh, that was, was great amazing. too. We're like ten feet away from them. That was a that was no. The it was like thing ever. It was, it was like, like them playing a party basement for like a college party house. Yeah, it was really. <laughs> yes. It was that tiny. It was so intimate and not formal whatsoever. That was a good time. Did everyone shit themselves with like the helicopter base and afternoon of the axolotls? Just <laughs> like in oh. that brown note, dude. That's how they all <laughs> good. Oh God. I can't remember the one, how that went down at the pizza parlor, but I remember how fucked up I was when they opened the show with that long droning shit at the Double Door yes. show. And I had, somebody was passing a joint around, and I, we were pounding booze. I flew in from Mexico to Detroit to Chicago that night, which is really unusual for me because I Holy hate shit. flying or I was afraid to fly. Because you are really absolutely one hundred percent right in everything right. that you're saying. I'm just saying I'm, I was right about being able to fly, and I did it twice. But when that droning shit was happening steve at that show the double door <laughs> i had hit the weed and all that booze that was already in me like it like put me so in sync with the bass the bass was so heavy do you remember how like thick the bottom end was in that show yeah because I, I was uh i was yelling at our server like uh to to give her like a giant tip but i was i was just like i'm gonna give you a whole bunch of fucking money right now if you just because it's like free drinks right yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to give you a whole bunch of money now. Just keep them coming. If you see an empty glass, hit us up. Like, it worked. We, had, <laughs> we got uh, real liquored up. Yeah, we that did. Is, and still 100%. tried to like buy booze after like four. It was like four in the morning or something. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, we we got to get it. We got to hurry up. Like, we hadn't had anything. Like, we just started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I just Never remember being so droned. <laughs> So drunk and stoned with the waves of that bass and that bottom end drop D guitar, like I, had, I honestly was like tipping back. Like I feel like the waves were so physical that they were knocking me backwards and I was gonna fall over. It was, it was a little like too intense. I got, yeah, I totally got post blown right there in the early part of the show, but uh, I, I bounced back. It was one of the greatest shows ever. I said that show, uh, Rage Against the Machine, two thousand eight, Lollapalooza. That was. Also, one of, and then Sunny Day Real Estate last year. I think that was my top three for shows. Uh, man. But then Sunny, again, I could Sunny be Day dismissing shows from the old days. We had some great times. I mean, Luke, we saw Sparta and Hot Water. That was an awesome show. And even the punk rock shows we first saw when we were, yeah. you know. Blinkwood A2 just played Vegas last weekend for that, whatever that festival's called in Vegas. The sphere, the, wait. Are they playing in this? No, is this? No, it's just, just a, all U two. Is that just? Some I think it's in the same setup where that guy picked off dozens of people and murdered them. And, oh, joke. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. It might be. They do like the outdoor festival grounds there, and uh, Blinkway played Steven, for like um, hundred thousand people. I don't know that guy's name. Paddock. Stephen Paddock. Is that right? That sounds right. Wow. Great job. One of us didn't pick it. yeah. Never forget a match his name. It was Stephen Sixty-seven fucking. People shot in that. Oh, Steven Painter? Pinker. Pinker? Pinkies? Uh, he's Who's killed Paddock, more then? people for sure. Paddock sounds like someone. <laughs> well, he's definitely he's molested sick more people. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Blinkway 2 played for like 100,000 people at a festival. And then back in 97, we saw him at Clutch Cargoes with no effects. And so the, that show was oh, shit, surely a great time. I, I guess maybe. <laughs> surely. Surely it was, right? I mean, the, surely it was a great time. First show I ever went to was. Bouncing Souls face to face, that limo that we had in 1996, wow. and that was awesome too. So I think maybe I'm being a little unfair to the ones I'm further apart from, but I I still feel pretty good about the list because of not just the band, but the time, the environment, the vibe, uh, the people. It made it all. It all comes together to make a stew of your favorite shows. It is consistent from a from a neurological perspective, a psychological perspective. That, that recency bias, people almost always associate the good things that they've done like with 
times in their lives that are recent and bad things uh, that they've done way in the past. So it's not exactly the same thing, but you're like, you know, hey, 20 years ago, I'm sure those were like really great shows. But, you know, in this in this case, these just happen to be like the most uh, easy, the easiest to remember. But if you're talking about what's a good thing you've done and what's a bad thing you've done, most people like uh, the good thing that they've done has been recent. The bad thing they've done has been way in the past. That's pretty it's mild. Oh, factoid. It's beautiful. What a gorgeous sentiment. Thanks, Luke. I appreciate that. Is this zoning out? Anybody falling asleep? Kind of. You know, the beauty <laughs> of them is... I'm sure this isn't your favorite home song, Luke. <laughs> it isn't, but it has its place. I mean, I love the... I love taking a break. <laughs> you know, like, I love the yeah. albums because it's Give like me a, a break. story. Yeah, you need the you need the downtime so you can. I mean, come on, this is that's intense. That's not it's uh, not that. I don't know, man. They're the best. <laughs> They're fucking awesome. They're the fucking best. Twenty five years too. Twenty five years this album came out. Twenty fifth anniversary. I don't know what. The Mike, date what was. about the twenty five great summers? Watch. Listening to this album. Yep. What'd you say, Luke? What about and so I watch it from afar? That show. Where's that? Yeah, place see, for? that was. Is that oh, a top ten? Yeah, that was at the Pike Room, which is in Pontiac, Metro Detroit. For those that don't know, and it's a, it's like an indie-sized venue, but the Pike Room is very tiny. It's basically like an upstairs, and it's very small. And so I watch you from afar. That was a great show. Caspian opened for them. I also love Caspian. These are post-rock bands, too. bro. No vocals, you know. We just, we just give you the music. You guys can fill in the rest. I don't know if that's a slogan or not. <laughs> It's not that bad, yeah. actually. But uh, that show was awesome. Name. You're right. And, and I will, what is it? We will watch you from afar? What is it? And so I watch <laughs> you from afar. Yeah, now it's just like, uh, so I will stalk your Instagram. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they, they came out before social media, I think. Oh, yeah. it did? Uh, no, I don't know. Is that true? I don't know. Yeah, probably MySpace was out. And, sh- and, I, and I kudos on MySpace. Yeah. Give a kudos. I, I oh, this is so dumb. Don'ting for a kudos. Bell Carter. Give me a break out of my head. Oh, I thought you were doing like a Kit Kat commercial. Give me a break. <laughs> You know it's a bummer. I can't hear any of the drops. You don't hear this right now. Uh, I hear very. Do you hear it, Steve? My stuff. I hear it. Okay, so Luke's done. I'm sorry. I can hear it. Hey, hey! Carter was a uh, husky-sized woman with an intense passion for living. Uh, you think she's dead? Is Nell Carter dead? Probably. Probably. It's a guess. Matthew Perry died, dude. Ah! See, now I can't hear you. <laughs> I can hear the drop, but not you. That's strange. Can you hear this? You did. I I can hear you now perfectly. I don't know what uh, you got going you on over there. You were saying Matthew Perry, sadly. The greatest living, well, this, not living uh, anymore, but the greatest sitcom Marvel. comedian of all time. I was, I was checking out the, uh, the NFC North meme wars. Yeah, like uh, they're like, all right, guys, mods are gonna mods are gonna remove anyone who makes fun of Kurt Cousins. Like this could be a career ender, so just like take it easy. But they left up the one that was like, hey, the Packers need to sink or swim tonight, and this is what they did, and it was just a picture of like Fat Thew Perry. Oh <laughs> man! Wow, dude, Let that one go. Oh, this is fine. Yeah, I mean. The guy played two hours of pickleball before he died. I knew pickleball. There's something going on with pickleball. I didn't like it. Lethal. The lethality of pickleball. <laughs> Lethal pickleballers. Seniors are dying everywhere. <laughs> Seniors are that, tearing their ACLs and popping their Achilles <laughs> across the country. The lethality. Seniors depends diapers are leaking. <laughs> Somebody's the lethality is in the leaked. hope. Someone... Tr- 
broke their ankle on it. Have you checked your pickleball court with a UV light? (laughs) Anyways, Matthew Perry died because he was a drug addict, not because of anything else. That's I don't care what the technical cause was. Uh, I do feel bad for the guy. Nobody deserves to you know be that addicted. It sucks, but you know. Celebrities die. Who cares? People die every day. Right now, someone just died, and we're never going to hear about it. So, you know? I just, yeah, and I don't think Why anyone he... sober has ever drowned in a jacuzzi. Fuck no! All these... Whitney Houston, Dolores O'Riordan, uh, Brittany Murphy. There's all, <laughs> This is what happens, man. That's what happens. And yeah. people get blown out, and they drown because they're mean, so knotted have out. They even, have they even come out with that? Because I just told Chris, and I'm like, I mean, for sure, he relapsed. Oh, well, it's like no, no question. Even if, okay. So even if you don't know if he had drugs in his system or not, all the drugs he had done to this point in his life killed him. He supposedly had a heart attack. That was his cause of death, but it's because he'd already destroyed his body. He, I believe this too. I used to think shit like this was a joke. Like when Brett Favre in the nineties was addicted to Vicodin. I think he was saying he was taking like 25 a day. And I was like, that's stupid. But then once I started taking 25 (laughs) a day, I was like, shit, I can't believe this is real. And you don't even think about it. And then, supposedly, Matthew Perry in his book, which who the fuck knows? I don't know why he'd lie about it. He's already a legendary drug addict. He was taking 55 Vicodin today, and that's why his colon exploded. Just like Elvis had so much compacted shit in his ass when he died because of all the fucking downers he was on. Yes, yes. No, they're fucking Super Bowl commercials for Colax or whatever because of fucking opioid addiction. (laughs) It is... It's a fucking huge problem. I, That's putting it mildly. I was on him for like a, for a month with a knee injury and from time to time recreationally. But, you know, when uh, I hurt my knee, I was on him for basically a month. They wouldn't give me any additional pills after that. So uh, whatever. But dude, you go three days sometimes without taking a shit. It's fucking terrible. 55 a day. I was taking at most two to three a day at most. It's supposed to be a tandem subscription. If you're taking them, you're supposed to be on like fucking Seneca at the same time. That should be the case, but that is literally never. I've had it prescribed three times in my life, all for injuries, and not once have I been prescribed. They should just make it in one pill then. Dual softener or anything. They should make it in one pill. Get your Seneca and your Vicodin at the same time. Hell yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) honestly... then someone's going to try to, uh, you know, take off the outer shell, get right to the good stuff. <laughs> just like, I don't know, get high and shit themselves. Oh, yeah. Get it all at nice. once. No time release here. <laughs> you need that good shit. <laughs> you didn't have a drug problem then. Maybe people wouldn't be splitting them open, crushing them up, uh, boil them, boiling them down. Uh, did, you know, if it was mixed with laxatives, it, I don't know. Or maybe you would. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, who could say for sure? I'd... Either way... Uh, who could say for sure? <laughs> people are dying. Right now, someone's going to die. And it's sad. So we uh, should cherish the life we have and the times we have together even more right now. Let's be alive and be so grateful that we've been given this experience of birth. I mean, you talk about your all-time lucky breaks. We're, we're three lucky guys, being, aren't we? Being born? Wow, dude. I was exaggerating. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I'm still confused. Yeah, I, I was waiting for Steve to say something like that. Yes. It's not always uh, everything is cracked up to be, but. I should have been aborted. When I was 35. <laughs> she didn't need any more kids. <laughs> uh, I also <clears throat> want to get to our emails. We, of course, get emails from you guys. And we have two emails today that I'd like to share with you, the audience. Um,. Also, you know, I was thinking about what I said about those yeshiva kids. Like, obviously, I didn't want them to die. I mean, that, that's not why I didn't go to the funeral. I just thought that me going to a giant funeral service of 100,000 people, and one chance to go to Tel Aviv, that was it. I mean, I chose Tel Aviv. It was my only shot to do it. So I wasn't going to bring the kids back. Nothing I could do about it. That's putting it mildly. So, uh, and, and you yeah. weren't going to be part of the angry mob of uh, Jewish settlers that are heavily yeah, armed, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> as yes. opposed to Palestinians who can't even carry like a nail file because if they're caught with anything that could be a lethal weapon, they'll just throw them in prison willy nilly, just <sighs> fucking for any reason. Oh, yeah, I think that sums up. it up. I mean, they don't have to. Pre- they don't have to tell like anyone that you are locked up. 
you just get it's like a fucking black site. You said it better I mean, than I could. Mike was able friend. to board the plane with his uh, with his semi-automatic Uzi or whatever. He would have he would have gone. Hey, if you're moving weight, treat yourself to an Uzi. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. We got two emails, and this one's from good old Finger. By the way, uh, is it safe pod at gmail.com so you can email us. Also, if you do use Spotify, I mentioned this at the very end of a show recently, but my dad found out that if you just type in my last name, Govier, G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R, uh, all the shows come up that I'm a part of, and that's the quickest and easiest way to find is it safe on Spotify because they still haven't solved whatever fucking search challenges uh, related to our name and our podcast. They also never responded to me. Uh, I I put in like a little, I put in a little not. bitch complaint and they never responded. Yeah, we're not uh, important to them. Put, is it safe with Michael Govier should be the title. There you go. And then people will <laughs> search either one. Well, you could just type Govier and it'll come up. I assure you that. I checked it out myself to verify. So just let you guys know, five-star reviews if you feel like it on Apple Podcasts. That's mainly where all that shit goes down. We don't ask very much. We just appreciate any type of Support, you know, being there for the cause. The cause we're just doing it for the cause. <clears throat> so, thank you, Pod Fiend, for your support. <laughs> First one's Finn Finger. Finger's back for more. And uh, he's been a surprise emailer lately. This person has coming in hot, not fucking around, calling us straight out, which uh, I appreciate. You know, I like that. But this one's titled Bad News. So, well, okay. Israeli really? ground war? Wait, when was this sent? Does it's this does stinks. He... It's stinks. It's stinks. Uh, I don't think it was Israeli. Well, it might be about that. Let's find out. Well, shit. Fucking Linda caught me listening to the show on work hours, and this is especially not cool. She was not impressed <laughs> with the language or the fucking topics at hand. This is so <laughs> fucked. I guess she was hiding quietly just behind the microfiche rack next to my cubby and eavesdropping. <laughs> I'm I wonder if there are any hustler slides in that microfiche collection. I should check that out. Anyway, I bet it was Craig that ratted me out. Fuck you, Craig. Oh. Uh, right. So my cubby is what I like to call my cubicle at work. Classic. Everybody knows those. Hallmark of capitalism at its finest. When I say things like that, it makes me feel like the world is less fucked, and I'm all cozy and protected like a little baby in the preemies ward preemies ward anyway so i work at blackrock <laughs> what get the fuck out of here that's probably why linda is so far up my ass this time <laughs> get out of here you you're funny okay, linda you listen to the show at least that's funny um so before i get into it oh stacy's coming up again these people we don't know stacy is confused and wanted to ask is frank biden's dick even real what is the symbolic <laughs> order of that very dick and Hunter's laptop? That's a for real goddamn funny thing to think about. How about this sitcom pitch? Joe, Frank, and Hunter all live together, just trying to get by. I don't know. Flashing dong and sn sniffing little girls or something. Sniffing, yeah, that's what it says. Sniffing little girls or something. Oh, my God. Listen, I don't know how to make a plot. But Dark Brandon is obviously the big reveal at the end of season one. <laughs> Jacques Lacan writes and directs, wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. My cousin says French people smell bad. Uh, my cousin says French. I feel like you know he writes. That's these smart. He got me on the. He got me on the uh, symbolic order. That was that's Lacan. Oh well, shit. See, that's amazing. Listening to your rants. That's you awesome. just knew that. That's pretty impressive. People listen to you rambling. I love it. That's that makes me feel good. He, that's pretty deep if you fucking just knew that from me talking about the symbolic order last time. Didn't I warn you? I think it's, it's like, you and uh, Slavo Zizek out there. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lacan could have come up for any number of reasons, but I happened to be referencing him without bringing up his name last time. I honestly feel like so, he's writing these emails just to get me to say these things out loud, really. And just gonna cut it up and like uh, French people smell bad. We'll see if it gets worse. Fairly, fairly entertaining. Oh yeah, just a just a super clip of you uh, saying French people smell bad. You like to sniff little girls. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's putting it mildly. Eric Allen. We need to bring Eric Allen back into the mix. That's a good super clip for him to work on. Yeah, uh, Eric's doing well. Eric, if you're listening, hello. It's great to see you at the feast. Uh, Eric made as always a delicious plate of 
Oh. Mid-rare ribeyes at best with his special seasoning with a little zip on it. Oh, so fucking good. God damn it. Unfortunately, uh, Jeff Branstrom was quite hammered. and uh, You don't say. <laughs> he really... He, even he has to admit this. If he hears this, he... Uh, yeah, he, he's like, he stopped the conversation that me, Deary, and Eric were having outside. He's like, you got to try this right now. I'm like, okay, we'll get to it. He's like, no, it has to happen now. Now's the time. I'm like, well, you know, people are smoking. We'll come in in a minute. No, like, guys, if we don't do this, it was this so, he was so out of his gourd. That's and uh, that's not unusual. Anyways, my cousin says French philosophy is an oxymoron in every French person should jump off the Eiffel Tower and fucking just die already. Come on, man. God damn it. People who speak in metaphor out of shampoo my crutch. <laughs> my, <laughs> my cousin is kind of a bigot. Oh. Oddly enough, he loves huh. pasties. Pasties? P.S. Pasties. It's pasties? Isn't that a Jamaican food? Yes. No, it's the fucking shit in Michigan. The goddamn potato sacks that they sell you. The burlap... <laughs> It's disgusting. They're like fucking. They're like uh, you know the you know the the cherry pies you buy out of the packaging at the gas station. Sure, it's that except full of potato and gross ground beef. Oh boy, it's an up north Michigan thing. Well, it's a Michigan thing. It's a Midwest whatever. Okay, it's all around all around these parts, Mike. I can't believe you never had a pasty. I honestly have not. Oh, they taste like styrofoam stuffed with chalk. Well, I think Finger agrees with you. Pasties, which is so fucking gross. My fucking cousin sucks. Do you guys like any French stuff? French's mustard versus Dijon mustard. Discuss. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got to go Dijon immediately. I just want to have a little bit more. You got me on that one. You like that great poupon? Remember how, oh my God, that commercial was so lampooned that it was in like multiple movies. It's weird that there are multiple movie references to that goddamn mustard in the 90s. Very strange time. Yeah, that and like uh, fucking Mentos. Mentos. That one too. Yeah. Oh, and the fucking clapper. How many times has a clapper joke been in the movies, but <laughs> nobody ever uses the clapper, but the movies seem to make it think like everybody's got a clapper. It changed our lives forever. You're right. They have that being used in movies. Even into the 2000s. I saw Bruce Almighty recently and Morgan Freeman as God's making a clapper joke. That movie came out like 2003. Well, that makes sense. Something something very anachronistic about that entire goddamn production. Yeah, it was written by a a life alert necklace in case he falls and can't get up. There it is. There it is. We got one of those in our uh, bathroom (laughs) at work. Uh, Not a life alert specifically, but you pull the string in a alarm will go off if you buy the toilet if you have an elvis situation where you're compacted with so much shit that you know oh no i'm septic i better pull the string (laughs) that'll change it that'll solve everything (laughs) you're you're so septic you uh it comes on real fast good god i'm getting yeah you better listen uh okay so yeah we got there uh french stuff mustard yeah p.s yeah maybe this maybe this oh wait uh you prefer french we gotta go you like the Dijon? I like the Dijon from time to time, but honestly, I put mustard on the the thing I put mustard on the most is hot dogs. I would never put fucking Dijon on that. So yeah, for I me, Dijon is here. more of a mix it in with a dressing type of deal. Yes, I'm not yes. looking to get just Dijon flavor. I need Dijon and something else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mike but, loves but horse, mustard, horseradish. Yeah, I do. That's what it is. I love horseradish. Mike then, loves uh, horseradish. But that's choosing just between the two. But there's some really good stone ground mustards out there. Some some good brown Ooh, mustards. Stone ground. Mm. Do you understand I, what I'm trying to say? Got a little bite. Get you right here. The the are really good. They sell a really good one at Trader Joe's. It's fucking, it, you know, whatever normal price. Um, stone ground mustard. It's fucking phenomenal. Oh. I guess this is my go-to if I'm if I'm trying to evade that question. You know, I don't really want to put my, you know. Put my weight behind either one. I'm going with that stone ground mustard from Trader Joe's. If I have mustard, though, I usually like to put mayo with it because I like the combo of it, whether it's a burger or a sandwich, really. Oh, like the Pizza Bob's yeah. favorite. Oh, is that the Pizza Bob's favorite? I didn't know that. Yeah, that was their secret sauce was literally just <laughs> like equal parts mustard and mayonnaise. Shout out Dave Horning, Pizza Bob's. He loves it. Oh, I'm going for Pizza Bob's right now. I honestly don't. 
actually think I ever tried their food. I'm not just saying this to say it. I, I always went to Mr. Spots, which was right next door, and I just never, never thought about going to Pizza Bob's. And the Blimpy. Oh yeah. Well, boy. I mean, you got to Blimpy, go Blimpy is that Blimpy is. Uh, it's changed so much now I mean, with the new place downtown. It's a lot weirder. It's not as cool. It's just more wait, run of the mill. What? What? They got another place. Nah. Well, they got they the fucking Bummer. University of Michigan. Yeah, of course. They built a whole new dormitory over there. This place called Blinkies. We're going to ship them out a whole new dorm. <laughs> I mean, any dude, it just goes against everything Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives stands for. So I'm, I'm a little yeah. disappointed. But Oh, I mean, it was a disappointing time for everybody, Luke. We all kind of lost something after that. I think the university was True. trolling us or something, but they, they had that land and they built a new dormitory. So I, Mr. Blimpy, I'm sure that guy got a Jim, I think his name, Jim's Blimpy Burgers was the actual title, I believe. And now he's one or two blocks west of Main Street in Ann Arbor in just a standard run-of-the-mill place like any other place. Nothing unique, no charm. The environment's gone. It's uh, just another burger that? joint. How Zingerman's doing? <laughs> Oh, you know, Zingerman's never slowing down. That place has not moved, and they're crushing it. And they're overly they got insane too many, price. There's another one that's got too many goddamn locations, and none of the other ones are good. Zingerman's? Yeah, right? Don't they have other... Or maybe I'm thinking of Plum Market. They Like, Zingerman's, they only serve, like, Zingerman's stuff. Okay, maybe they don't have other locations. Maybe they're just... Well, they like, have a oh, roadhouse on the west side of Ann Arbor. Yeah. Okay, okay. Anyhow, I might be I like might be incorrect, but their shit is everywhere, and it's like it's just not good. The coffee is fine. Coffee is always good, whatever wherever it goes. But you can't get their pastries and their bread, man. That's what they're known for. Their pastries and their bread. That's what you go to Zingerman's for. The sandwiches. Get that. Oh yeah, hey, like it's also very expensive. So I would usually like go there for my birthday or something. It's not the type of place I could go to all the time. Zing. Anyways. <laughs> finger says p.s maybe this condiment isn't as tricky as peanut butter so you dolts can actually get it together and have a decent response this time ah shit gotta go linda's here now fucking eyeballing me harder than frank biden's dick and i guess we gotta go see hr bundy can we have a movie uh, that stars Frank Biden and Frank Stallone? Can it be like maybe written by Frank Stallone? Uh, and then I think that would be, I think those two, it has to star, Hunter has to be in it too, though, because I feel like Hunter is Frank Stallone's spirit animal. Uh, <laughs> Roger Clinton. Let's get all these Bozo brothers together, famous people. Dude. Oh, just called Brothers. Yeah, I'm sure it's Not a celebrity brothers. show. It's already call been it done. like 12 brothers. We'll call it like 12 brothers because I'm sure there's like 12 of them out there. I'm we'll sure uh, we'll put it all in Detroit and then we'll have them all we'll have them all do a scavenger hunt for dime bags around the city and then they all get shot there. in the head at some point. And then whoever survives, <laughs> it's a reality show. Whoever survives wins uh gets to be vice president. Yeah, it's, okay. <laughs> and that episode will be called The Legacy of Dark Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh man, that's some funny <laughs> shit. Okay. Or even better, Dark Brandon colon legacy. Legacy. You heard me, George. Of course, we are brothers. Well, wait. There's a Highlander remake coming out, right? Oh, is that true? Honestly, I honestly think I read know. something about that. I'll take your word oh, for man. it. Oh, another another IP. They're gonna fuck to death. Oh, I just watched on. the uh, the original like a couple weeks ago. It's, fuck it, it's great. I love it. Because you love her, course, I will forgive you for that. What? You say oh, that? Oh, guess who's in it? Brothers. Who's in oh it? Oh my god! And guess who's directing it? I... Oh, fucking Henry Cavill, right? It's Henry Cavill and Chad uh, Stahelski, the guy who did uh, John Wick. <laughs> oh! oh boy! Yeah. I would like Good to see, yeah, more God. more guns in Highlander. We'll see, probably. Yeah, can we <laughs> can we get like a gun kata thing going from uh, Equilibrium? Ooh. <laughs> By the way, you that know, would you be sweet. You mentioned Sly Stallone or Frank Stallone, hey. but <laughs> Sly, in not so surprising fashion, incredibly, really on par and. Continuing to be the person he always was is challenging Arnold's documentary on Netflix with his own. It's coming up next, so we get to challenging. Is, get it, to a, is it a retort? Arnold didn't really it talk like about it. him at all. 
I know he didn't, but uh, I don't know. Maybe he's playing on that, but I'm not going to watch you know it. I, I really said, don't care about Sly's Arnold life. Gave him credit. Arnold gave him a lot of credit for pushing him to like be better or whatever. Wow. I just love how petty these fucking two dumbasses are. It's hilarious. <laughs> is the, is that, like, is the documentary going to be called Slighted, but spelled S-L-Y? Oh, yes. Oh! <laughs> is it going to be like in Say Anything where that girl comes up to uh, Diane Court and says, You pushed me! How did that happen? Yeah, very competitive. <laughs> Got her into Cornell, thanks to Diane Court. Jim Court, though, was a bad guy. What about Great Bud movie. Court? <laughs> Bud Court, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Bud Court. Uh, what oh, about shit. Night Court? Someone else is yeah, dead. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bull. Bull's dead. Bull died. Bull bit Bull's the fucking dead. big one, man. Richard Mole. Aristotle. <sighs> fucking Richard Mole's dead. How am I going to go on? I don't know why that one bums me out more than the others. I, I just, uh, the Matthew Perry one kind of bums me out in just a very weird way. I don't. I don't know why, but it's to bring up a, a weird conversation Chris and I had earlier. We were talking about Matthew Barry, and then we were like, you know, all the guy, all the people in Friends kind of like went off and had other shows and movies and stuff they were in. Like that did not happen for Seinfeld. I mean, Julia Lewis Dreyfus, Veep, you know, it was amazing. Did any of them do jack shit? Uh, Seinfeld, Larry David, doing stand up and uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. comedian in cars. Michael Richards about, canceled himself. And uh, well, I forgot about Michael Richards' uh, stand up career, that was the big one that we I was missing. Fucking <laughs> <Looking> night court. <laughs> uh, that family guy reference to this to so the guy playing the wood blocks. So funny, it's a very funny, uh, night court. Richard Mull, so long. Is Marsha Warfield still alive? That's what I need to know. All right. So the next one is from Dave Horny. We you just referenced. Wait, hold on. You see any of those pictures of like uh, Marky Post back in her prime? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Oh, I'm dude, all over that shit. Show, dude. So <laughs> like fucking I... hot. Yes. Jesus. I was just... not, like when I watched Night Court, I was so young. I was just like, oh, that looks like someone's mom. And then like <laughs> I ran across like a picture of like Marky Post in a bikini in like 1985. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> That's pretty mild. Eh? Dude. Yeah. That, that dawned upon me about She's five years ago. I had the exact. I'm like, holy shit. What the fuck? Marky Post, the stupid name. So hot. Jesus. Don't sleep on Marky yourself. Post. I'm not. Like, give yourself, uh, give yourself sleep credit. With? It was it was uh, while we were living together, so it was at least ten years ago. You were like, "Marky, are you kidding? Marky Post's fucking hot." So I remember <laughs> that. I'll never forget that. I'm a human being. Anybody who's paying attention, it's obvious. Hell, she died. I think last year too. She's dead. Marky Post is no. dead. Yeah, she did. No, I'm really? not kidding. I think she died okay, last then don't year. Don't sleep with her. Unless you, you know, unless you're gonna. I'm use not gonna eyes. look it up, man, because this is Schrodinger's cat for me. I'm I'm just not gonna trust you. Well, you leave <laughs> <Even> the <laughs> now, man. Here. Yeah, she died August 7th, 2021. Sorry. Fuck. It was a great run. Was it? I think it was cancer. No, this was. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I think she was married to someone dumb. Just, I just want to mention it because it's dumb. Probably. Uh, oh, she was 70 years old. Shit. Gosh, she was old. Er. She's young. Older than, well, yeah, but older than I thought she was, anyways. So. Uh, she was also the voice of June Darby on. The Transformers Prime television series, if anybody caught that one. And she went to Lewis and Clark College. So, All right, so Dave. Welcome to Wikipedia, the podcast. All Wikipedia. Right, Dave. Yeah, Dave, we, yeah, this is just like fucking it. straight out of Compton. It's just a Wikipedia article, this show. <laughs> fucking pathetic. Oh, dude, uh, me and Luke were talking horror movies before the show. I wish a horror movie called Malignant last night. You, either of you guys see that? I've heard oh, of it. Oh, not, not yet. It. Is it watchable? Uh, <laughs> this is going to be spoilery, so maybe I shouldn't say. But no, you're saying was, spoiler now. Go for it. What? Go for it. All right, if you guys don't care. I didn't think it was that okay. great. So, uh, so basically, the, uh, the, the there's like the lady who's like the the main lady who's like, oh no, the supernatural things are hurting like people around me or whatever. <laughs> Turns out she's got a quado growing out the back of her. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a mean quado. 
And uh, <laughs> all I could think of the whole time was uh, fucking Tom Green doing the backwards man. <laughs> and the big because like all the murders take place like with her arms like going backwards and like you know stabbing behind herself. Oh my god! <laughs> this the viewpoint, like they did like all this crazy choreography that's actually kind of cool, but like. <laughs> <laughs> The backwards man, the backwards oh, man. I know that as fast as you can. <laughs> right. That actually that's reminds me since man. we backwards were talking. Man, the backwards man. I can walk backwards fast as you can. I can walk backwards fast as you can. I'm the backwards man, the backwards man. I can walk backwards fast as you can. I'm the backwards man, the backwards man. Backwards man, the backwards man. The backwards man, the backwards man. Backwards man, the backwards man. I can walk backwards fast as you can. I can walk backwards fast as you can. Dad, what? <laughs> God, name are you doing? You're stupid. stupid. Oh, that is God. so Rip stupid. Rip and my soup. <laughs> okay, if you guys, we were so Steve and I were talking about horror movies because it was. I brought up that I always want to watch a horror movie every night during October. It never really happens. Ooh. A lot of slim pickings out there, and but uh, I've been meaning to rewatch Possession, which is a fucking masterpiece. Um, Andre uh, Zulowski. Andrzej Zulowski starring... Um, not a porno. No, starring Sam Neill and um, was a Isabella Isabella and Johnny. Oh, maybe it is a porno. Yeah, it's part of DiBiase's collection. I used to steal it from him and beat off to it. That's a fact. I'm going to lock that in. You better lock it up. You better I mean, lock it up. Pretty you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock oh, we got to lock it up. Lock it up. I was locked in. Lock it up. So watch Possession by uh, Andrzej Zulowski. Uh, again, Sam Neill, Isabella and Johnny. Uh, amazing. And uh, Don't Look Now is one of the best horror movies ever made. It's artsy, so... Fartsy, too? Or just artsy? It's a, yeah, a little fartsy. I'll give it that. A little bit. Well, I like a little fartsy you know. and artsy. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little bit. Right, let's get to uh, Dave's uh, email. And then, sorry, and then the, the scariest one hour of any film I've ever seen is The Entity. The last half of that movie uh, is... It kind of falls apart. It's not nearly as scary as the first half uh the whole movie is good but the first hour of that movie is the most terrified i think i've ever been i i might need to rewatch it but i'm i was an adult when i watched it the first time it is fucking terrifying the entity with barbara hershey hmm. i believe ron silver i think is uh, ron silver the, the asshole like the asshole psychiatrist guy almost positive not Joel Silver, Ron Anyhow. Silver. Okay. Ron Silver. The guy in uh not double impact, but um time time Reversal cop? of Fortune? Time Cop. I never saw Time Cop, but I saw Reversal of Fortune. Was he in that? Did he play uh or was that somebody else who played <laughs> Alan Dershowitz? With <laughs> Jeremy Irons? Oh, played know, that baby. Klaus von Bueller guy, whatever, who may have may not have murdered his wife. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> Had to be oh Jeremy Irons just talking right. through a whole movie is hilarious. Seriously, that in itself, I could listen to that guy talk for hours. It's his voice is so enthralling in some way. It's like I gotta have more. I love hearing this guy's fucking voice. It's pretty fun. Ron Silver or or Jeremy oh, Irons? Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons killed his wife no we can't it is that. ron silver i was right and sadly ron silver fucking died at like 62 years old yeah like probably a cocaine and know. he did he portrayed kissinger and dershowitz Aye! he portrayed both kiss and dersh that's range folks let me tell Shut you right the now fuck up that is range he can play fucking evil psychopathic <laughs> israeli born Jewish men. No, oh, boy. All right, let me read this email. Mental health. <sighs> Dave Horning. Thank you, Dave. I know y'all, especially Mike, are big on addressing mental health issues and the way in which society deals with mental health. Yeah, I would agree with that just because it's bogus and, you know, we would be better off if we could speak more freely or people felt more comfortable anyways. But I think you, you guys already know the situation there. I don't need to rehash it. Uh, you may have seen the news of the Alaska airline pilot jump seating, sitting in the third observer's seat in the flight deck in parentheses, and trying to pull the emergency fire extinguisher handles on the airplane. No, I... Oh, yeah. I haven't heard about this one. Huh. This recent? Yeah, well, it was... Yeah, it was recent. Last couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, thanks for bringing it to my attention, David. Uh, the airplane is a, an Embraer ERJ-175. 
the plane I fly. Okay, so Dave flies this plane. Let me tell you, this will kill this airplane dead quicker than anything. Seems like a really specific action. I think it is. Guess the dude was depressed for a while and shrooms to self-medicate, probably because he had read about the research and successes of hallucinogens therapy. It boggles the mind as to what would make him think he should occupy the flight deck under the influence of anything, seeing as they consider you as an additional crew member when you are in the jump seat. Yeah, I think of uh, you know, uh, Catch Me If You Can, you know, first time Frank sits in the jump sheet, jump seat, jump sheet, jump sheet, jump sheet, jump sheet bang, bang, bang. yeah, in the jump seat. Sorry. He's sharing, sharing. Uh, Wasn't the best con that uh, Frank Abingdale pulled was like he didn't actually do anything he said he did in the book? <laughs> that's putting it mildly. I think, yeah. That's God a damn it. If that's true, that's amazing. That's just true. That's the best. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Fucking but it's a fun great. story. Jesus it's highly Christ entertaining. I mean, without Frank Abagnale Jr. I was just telling Kristen that he, I was literally repeating lies that he told then. I was literally saying, like, I was like, you know, Frank Abagnale just like passed the bar exam without, you know, on his own. I fucking, how <laughs> he got me. That Two Frank little mice fell in a bucket of cream. That motherfucker. We wouldn't have that. So I don't care if it's true or not. At least we got that out of the out of the movie. Uh, so yeah, um, guess the dude was depressed, and it boggles the mind as to what would make him think he should occupy the flight deck under the influence of anything, seeing as they consider you as an additional crew member when you're in the jump seat. Reportedly, he was also well, trying meditation and other methods to combat his depression. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, okay. I got I got one point real quick let's before hear we like move on. All right. What okay. the email's not over, about, just the record. All right. All right, finish the email. Okay. When a pilot is deemed unfit medically, they need to be reevaluated to get their medical certificate back. In my understanding, as well as apparently this guy's, it is nearly impossible to get your medical back if you seek treatment for mental health issues. Jesus. That's that's fucked up. I I have mental health issues. I could totally fly a plane. Yeah, there's millions. I mean, of I can't them. remember. I don't know what fucking North is coming out of my fucking subdivision, but <laughs> you know, it's autopilot. A country filled with people. I mean, look what happened in Lewiston, Maine. The autopilot. fucking guy. It's just another guy who kills a bunch of people. Guns and mental illness are a disastrous combo and. It's all too common in this country, sadly. Uh, so I mean, Dave says the, the autopilot's really going to trigger Dave. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said it. This is bogus <laughs> and archaic. This is bonkers to me that he was so fearful of losing his career by seeking professional help that it came down to this event. Perhaps if we had more progressive, yeah, a more progressive government, and didn't have the suck it up mentality in regards to mental health, we may not have had a pilot. Tripping mid-flight in bad country, thinking that he's dreaming, and the only way to wake up out of it is to pull the big red handles above his head, very possibly nearly killing all 83 people on board. Many lap infants as well, seeing as the ERJ only seats 76. We can do better. Cheers! Exclamation point, Dave. Okay. I know we're running a little low on time, so I just want to say that I, I, I completely agree with this uh, the sentiment. The guy, one correction though, I believe he had, according to him, he had taken mushrooms over forty eight hours prior to getting behind the, getting behind the wheel, quote unquote, or getting in the cockpit. Jump seat. I, jump seat. Thank you. Yep. He already said jump seat like twenty times. I should have remembered that. Jump seat. So I, you know, I don't know about, I, I don't know about that. Like, is that possible? Like you, you take, you take shrooms like, and you have like, could he be like tripping at that point? I, I don't know if he was tripping or if maybe he just had a bona fide legit panic attack based on the fact that he's clearly had undiagnosed or maybe not undiagnosed, but he's had untreated depression for a very long time or treatments weren't working. And maybe he just had a massive fucking panic attack. 
Well, he's on. Panic attacks will make you act like you're out of your fucking mind. He didn't say he was high on shrooms. He did say he took them two days prior or three days prior or something like that. But the fact that he would... I don't know. The idea he'd still be tripping doesn't seem right. I gotta say, man. Same old story around here. Whether it's a mass act but yeah, fuck, or somebody trying thing to with crash fucking a plane. Guns, dude. The same thing with guns. The second somebody fucking shoots anything up, oh, he had mental issues, then everybody with mental issues gets fucking stigmatized even though they commit violent acts at a rate that's like three times lower than like just the average person that has never exhibited signs of uh, mental, I don't know, whatever, mental issues or maybe hasn't had treatment for it. But people that have quote-unquote mental issues, that is such a broad fucking brush to, uh, you know, to just paint like fucking 50% of our culture it makes no goddamn sense other than well I guess of course it makes sense what, what am I why am I even like pissed off about this it's so stupid <laughs> why get mad it's about so anything fucking stupid I'm no it, it makes me so angry if we had fuck if we had just some universal fucking health care and people were actually able to seek these this kind of help early on it would get destigmatized to Dave's point I feel like that is so important that it would just be destigmatized. It wouldn't be like my dad. I remember when I was uh, t- when I told him I was depressed. First, the first question: What did I do wrong? Second question: Like, what's your problem? Like, third question: Like, are you gay? You know what I mean? Jeez, hmm. that's the that's like the thought process for a lot of old school like old school thinking. You know, they they think it's weak, and that needs to go away. That God, that whole. F- that entire epistemology needs to be like gone or at least contextualized and bracketed out in a way that like everybody that comes up can understand. I guess luckily maybe future generations won't have to deal with the lagging there as much as we did. But Oh, and you're an old hand at this? The idea that somebody that, you know, murdered people had mental issues. I mean, it's always, it always falls back on the mental issue thing. Well, I would like, say future generations are already sense. there. Like if, if you look at any like sort of Gen Z commentary, it's all therapy speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know. And then of course it, it grates everyone else. <laughs> yeah. It almost gets too much. It goes way overboard. But the, the idea that like, if you, no, I mean, using problems, it outside of therapy, like using yes. it in daily conversation, like is, it's it's so fucking cringy. It's true. It's, it's very cringy. <laughs> There's still a ton of people. I mean, those people are louder than the others, right? The loudest voices or the biggest Twitter blast possible from people who are in that generation who are maybe exhausting therapy speak. Or the constant frustration for me is that there's still plenty of people in all these generations. I've, I've seen them. I've connected with them recently. You know, they're, oh, I'm behind. I I didn't graduate college now, and I feel like everyone's ahead of me, you know. I'm, and, and they feel that they're falling behind in a premise that doesn't really exist. I mean, it's presented to people that, hey, you are this person who needs to be A, B, and C. You need to graduate high school. You need to graduate college. You need to get this type of level of salary, and you need to find this type of person to live with, and you need to contribute, blah, 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 blah. The timelines really hurt people and make people more sick inside and they start to panic. And I'm not saying every time it leads to other people getting hurt, but it certainly doesn't help that that's constantly a problem where people feel like they're falling behind in our society because they're not married or some shit like that. And some people might poo-poo that and say, oh, come on, that's just irrational thinking. But when at least tens of thousands or maybe more people are thinking like that, it's it's a real problem. It's a I don't know how you address it. I don't know how you change it because you got to do it one at a time. There's not enough time to do that. There might not be enough people to do that either. It's it's possible this guy was too macho to seek treatment on his own, but it, he clearly. No, had I don't very... think it was machismo. I think it was a right. genuine knowledge that, like, if if I seek help, there's a good chance that I won't be able to feed my kids anymore. Yeah, it was fear driven. Exactly. Soul breadwinner, uh, and so he's like, if, if I seek help, I might not ever be a pilot again. I can't get back to the salary. Like everything I've done up to now will give me no benefits in the future. Like uh, fucked up. And so that's just going to feed into that same fear that he already had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, he's not operating from a 
an irrational station whatsoever. You're right. He's very much knowing the score and the desperation leads to this moment happening. And that's what happens. These desperate moments sometimes are so um, irreversible or so damaging that you can't come back from them, especially if you kill people and you kill yourself, obviously. That's really sad. It's such a sad place. I don't think it's also like a, an agency issue too. Like, uh, John Oliver, John Oliver just said that a uh, bit about the FDA and the USDA and like how how they receive basically the same amount of funding, but the FDA is like spread so fucking thin because they cover so many more things. <laughs> yeah, food and drugs, for instance. Oh. So like uh, this this is another case of like an agency that would be responsible for uh, you know making sure that people get mental mental health treatment and then clear them to fly but this is it's like the the fucking the hang-ups in the va and all that shit too like there, there's just not enough people to keep it going i see no changes and we're, you can expect more of this as long as uh we're, we're funding wars in ukraine and uh the the oh asymmetrical God. genocidal conflict in israel like yeah this and, is and, the, and we're on the hook <laughs> Fucking whatever, uh, 750 military bases around the world. Like, this is where the funding's going instead of to things that would actually help people. That's amazing. I got to wrap it up, a, guys. I'm already 12 minutes over. Help. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, oh, Cinema sorry. Nine. Yeah, no, that's my fault. I'm sorry, bros. Mike, you got to tell us what you're doing. Doesn't uh, matter. Right? Mandy. Ah, oh, Mandy. I thought you guys were doing that at the feast. Yeah, well, you know how it is. Like, Saturday comes around, you yeah. get lazy. You're like, do we have to do a podcast? I'm too lazy now. So. Did you bring the equipment, even? I did. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I brought- he did, man. He brings the gear. He's always got the gear. He, he, he came with hope. That's I did. Something. I actually, yeah, I was like, you know, I, I sober feast, you know, so I really, it's not like I was dragging ass or anything. I think uh, everyone's like, you know what? This sounds like work. We got to watch a movie, then we got to do a podcast. Let's just... Hey, we're hanging out with our friends right now. Let's just have fun. So, but I wish uh, I wish Mandy with Aaron for the first time. It's fucking batshit. <laughs> I watched it at a feast a few years ago, sort of. I didn't truly get the whole thing, so I watched it uh, last night. And now I'm going to go talk about it with Travis. Uh, Is there anything to get? Actually, all right, that's a good cliffhanger for Cinema Nine <laughs> because I'll listen to the episode. <laughs> Uh, I just never thought there was much to think about with the movie. I, I enjoyed watching it, but I don't I know if will yeah. enjoy listening to his take on it. So we'll find that's out. By the I way, uh, Luke was on a recent episode of Cinema Nine. You guys could check that out. We talked about Silver Bullet. If you want to go over there, me, Luke, and Travis, Silver Bullet, nineteen eighty-five, Stephen King. And uh, dude, it drove me nuts. I forgot to talk about the fucking Satanic Panic. Is the most obvious like theme in that movie. Uh, oh no! And I didn't mention it. It drove me nuts. I had to text Travis the next day and be like, what the f-? You need an addendum? Is that what we need here? Uh, I think... Nah, nah, it's fine. That's okay, fine. no. All right, well... Uh, yeah, Travis is like, if you don't have regrets, that? it's... Uh, no if you regrets. don't have regrets when you podcast, it's stupid. That's right. Yeah, Whenever I hear Satanic Panic, I always think of Bubonic Chronic. Bubonic Chronic? <laughs> Shit, that ain't no joke. <laughs> uh, what song are we closing yeah. with here? What song do you guys want to do? Let's do some Halloween shit, like uh, Danzig, Long Way Back from Hell or something. Okay. Oh, there you Anything go. like that. I mean, just coming right out with it. That That's works. the way it's done. I was going to throw a goblin or some shit, but yeah, that'll do it. Ghosts and goblins. You, uh, <laughs> green, green jelly, little pigs, let me in, whatever no, that one was. No, yeah. no, 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 no. They were just that. here. Do the, do, no. do the Danzig. They were at uh, Harpo's last week. I totally missed Shut it. Shut the fuck up. I'm not You're, kidding at what? all. What? Yep, it's in my calendar. I missed it. <laughs> I talked about it at the feast. I'm like, guys, we miss green jelly. And Mike Green was like, oh, shit, man. I would love to see that. (laughs) He would actually love to see that. I'm just so surprised by his passion. I would just love to see the whole thing. Just curious about the whole thing. What's the name of the song? Danzig what? Long Way Back From Hell. Long Way Back From Hell. Okay, there it is. Uh, It's a safe pod, gmail.com. Thanks for listening, as always, guys. We love doing the show. And uh, I'm going to Arizona later this week. So... I will be back, though, and hopefully ready to go next Monday to do a show. Gentlemen, party. Danzig.com. Love.